Welcome to the James Mellon Podcast. I am Dr. James Mellon, and I am here to help you live your greatest life ever by living life to the fullest. What you're about to hear is one of my Sunday talks from our Celebrations of Love. I hope you enjoy it. When Emily asked me to sing the song, I was like, so what do I want to say about this song? How does this, how does this lead me into this month of self-caring? And the, the first thing that came up to me was this. So, ain't it good to know that you've got a friend? Well, do you? Do you know that you've got a friend, Anita? Yeah. Do you know who the friend is? Do you know who your friends are? All of that's great, and I'm sure we do, and we all have wonderful friends. But are you your friend? Do you know that there's something inside of you that is your friend? All you got to do is call, and I'll be there. Imagine saying that to yourself. All I got to do is call. All you got to do is tap into me, James, and I'll be there for you. There's something in you that is constantly saying to you, I'm right here. You are putting your attention on all this stuff out here, all this Mishigash. Mishigash. Thank you. Not Mishigash. Mishigash. It's right up there with James Taylor. <clears throat> you put all of your attention out here, and yet the thing inside is saying, I'm the one. I'm the friend. You've got a friend. And when I thought about this song that way, I was like, you know, ain't it good to know that you've got a friend when people can be so cold? Have you ever experienced any cold people in your lives? Any rude people? Have you driven on the 405? (laughs) So my question to you this morning, my really big question to you today is this. Do you show up for yourself? Do you show up for yourself? The first quote I have is from Brene Brown. She says, sometimes the bravest and most important thing you can do is just show up. Now, what she's talking about mostly is our lives. Sometimes you don't, you don't have to have all the answers set. You don't have to know what's going to happen. You don't have to have all of your you know, dominoes in a row. It's not dominoes. Your ducks in a row. I have a friend who says your ducks in a line. Your ducks in a row. No, you don't have to have any of that. You just have to sometimes show up and see what's going to happen, right? How many of you live your life that way? <laughs> this is a good talk. So, yeah, I do. I'm like, just show up and see what's going to happen. It may be good, and it may not be good. But guess what? You showed up. Now, turn that around to yourself. Showing up for yourself. So, that's the question. Do you, Joe, do you show up for yourself? And what does it mean to show up for yourself, Brad? What do you think? It means you're willing to think the thoughts that move you in the direction you want to be going. Which means, first of all, you need to know where you want to be going. And then you need to incorporate and to lure in those thoughts that support where you want to go. That is showing up for yourself. You know what's not showing up for yourself? Letting your mind go down that path of negativity. We all do it. How many people, show of hands, how many of you even this week let your mind go down the path of negativity even once? Right. So why We know not to, don't we? When you go down that path, what is happening? You're you're attaching yourself to what's going on out here. Basically, that's what's going on. So the title of my talk today is this, You're in Charge. 
You can be proactive or reactive. But you're in charge. You really are in charge. Most people think that something else made it happen. Or something else made me feel this way. Or something else made this thing in my life happen. Do you know that there is nothing at all happening in your life that you are not responsible for making happen? And I know whenever I say that, people go, really? I'm like in charge of the war in the Ukraine? Yes. On some universal level, since we are all connected, the dominating force moved to war in that particular moment in this history. The dominating mental force. Because there are times when that's not the case and things go splendidly and beautifully and peacefully. So looking at your life, it's really important to get it that you're in charge. That is what it means to be taking care of yourself. Knowing that you're in charge. Why? Not so you can beat yourself up because there's a war going on. Not so you can beat yourself up even to the things in your life that aren't going well, but that you can say, yes, I am in charge. Yes, in some way, I am a part of that. But you know what? I'm going to use my mind for peace. I'm going to use my mind for good. I'm going to use my mind to do the things I want to do in my life, and I'm not going to listen to the naysayers that are telling me it's not the right time. You don't have the right schooling. You're too old. You're too young. I haven't heard that in a while. (laughs) You're too, you know, whatever it is. Whatever it is, there's something inside of you that is saying to you all the time, you've got a friend. Now listen to me. Be willing to pay attention to what's going on inside of me. So I guess the question really is, do you know that you're in charge? Do you absolutely know you're in charge? Or do you sometimes give your power away to the effects of your life? Do you ever have something happen and it doesn't go well? Anybody? Yeah. And when it doesn't go well, all of a sudden that's your whole life. What's going on? Now that's in charge. This didn't work out. I think about relationships, marriages. I don't think divorce is a bad thing. That's not about you. I don't think (laughs) divorce is a bad thing. I think divorce is a necessary ingredient of our culture because I think when someone knows that it's done, the best thing to do is respectfully and lovingly go. What, are you going to spend the rest of your life in a marriage that doesn't work? Why? We have the capacity to change our lives based on what we know feels right. But as I said earlier today, sometimes we don't know what feels right because we're too focused on this stuff out here. And that becomes what's in charge. But I'm here to tell you today, you, Emily Edwards, are in charge of your life. No one else. So, This quote by Ernest Holmes, it seems like a lot of words, but I'm going to break it down. We shall never know peace until we embody it. We shall never know truth until we become truth. And we cannot know God unless we sense God within our own being. The universe is ever giving, but we must take. What life does for us must be done through us. So just break down this whole quote. We can't know peace unless we feel it, unless we embody it, unless it's part of us. The things that we don't know, it's because somehow we believe it's separate from us. And do you know what? Nothing is separate from you. Nothing. Everything is a part of you on some level. 
So we shall never know peace until we embody it. We shall never know truth until we become the truth. We realize truth is in us. We feel it. We instinctively know it. And we cannot know God unless we sense God within our own being, unless we welcome, understand, and know God from the inside out. And you know the thing about that is, I'm not saying you need to find your best self and your most divine self, because if God is everything, then God's also your annoying self. How many people have an annoying side? If you're not aware of it, ask a friend. They'll tell you what it is, how it works. It's, that's God too. God's just annoying, right, Tiffany? Yeah. You all know Tiffany's mantra of our, of our beautiful, my beautiful vision statement. And I'm going to say it. I'm sorry for cursing. Tiffany's, Dr. Tiffany's is love only, forgive everything, remember who you are, everybody, and don't be an asshole. That is Tiffany's version. And when she takes over for me someday, good luck. So I want to go to that last moment of this slide. What life does for us must be done through us. The universe isn't come along, going to just come along and make your life amazing. It just isn't. It's there to be had. But as Ernest Holmes says, you must be willing to take it. You must be willing to grab your life and take it. And he says the taking is mental. The taking starts in your mind. You have to be willing and say, yes, this is what I choose for my life. Now, I want you to look at that little girl there. She reminds me of Nora when, when Nora was that age. And I used to constantly see Nora sitting around our house or in the backyard contemplating. And Kevin and I used to talk about it going, she is such an old soul. She's constantly thinking, I hope it's not about us. How did I get to these parents? <laughs> but she would always be sitting there and just staring and like, and like this little girl, like, and she wasn't a devious child, so it wasn't like she was going, how could I disrupt this whole day for them? No, it was really just her dreams, these big dreams. So what life does for us must be done through us. But here's the thing. You got to know you got the friend in there to do it. You've got to know that you have something inside of you that's saying, yes, what do you want me to do? I'll do it all. I'll bring it all together for you. Just direct me. Just tell me what you want to do. I love seeing um, Matt and Anita's children sitting there, children, young adults, you know, just getting ready, well, one of you anyway, getting ready to pick a college. You know, what's going to happen next? Emily, that just got out of college, basically. You know, the, the world is just open for anything they want to do. But you know what? Same thing goes for you at any age. It just doesn't matter because there's something inside of you saying, what do you want? It's not saying, it's not saying, you know, Brad, what do you want now that you're 50? I don't know how old you are, but. Yeah, exactly. Whatever's in there will say, have at it. It doesn't care about limitations that you put on yourself, but you got to take it. You have to be willing to take it. So, um, there's this great slide, this is my great slide, there's a quote that came to me this morning from Rick Tamlin, for you, and um, it's this, you cannot be a secret and be a success. Rick Tamlin. Isn't that a great, you can't hide, you've got to take your talents and let them out. 
You can't just be a success in your shower or in the confines of your thinking just for yourself. You must be willing to come out of that. I think he's in a, uh, one of those uh, cabinets. You must be willing to step into your life, step into your world and throw caution to the wind and just say, yes, I can. Because then something inside of you is going to say, yes, I can. So yesterday we had our retreat and our retreat was about childlike wonder. And we did all of these, Dr. Karen and Dr. Kirby and myself planned this retreat. And this is for all of our practitioners here. And we do this every year. We go to Malibu to uh, Flying Point. What's the name of that beach? Point Dune, right. And um, same place every year. And this year was all about childlike wonder and going there to play, to literally come out and just say, I'm going to let my inner child out today. So we took a lot of pictures, and I'm here to show you the the childlike wonder of these kids. One of the first things we did was blue bubbles. (laughs) Now, you have not lived till you see Steve Brabant. Blowing bubbles, there he is on the left. And that's Tiffany on the right, blowing bubbles. And Dr. Dr. Um, Kirby had a bubble machine. So we were a little annoying to the rest of the beach, but there was tons of bubbles everywhere going up the beach. It was just spectacular. But watching, I did it for a while, blowing bubbles. It was just, when's the last time you blew bubbles? Well, yes, I know some of you yesterday. But when's the last time you let your childlike wonder out? Where you literally came out of yourself and said, I'm just going to be silly, goofy. I'm going to play, do with bu- play bubbles. Now, of course, Karen Oxrider, Dr. Karen Oxrider, her bubbles turned into rainbows. Because, well, she's Karen Oxrider. Isn't that a beautiful picture of her? Gary, that's you behind her kind of going, what is she doing? Yeah. We also made sandcastles. Every the team we teamed up and made sandcastles. So this is the sandcastle for Brad, Genevieve, and Steve. This is a dolphin sandcastle. Take a look at that. That is Karen Oxrider. <laughs> but I have a feeling that it was Laura that actually did the dolphin, wasn't it? Yeah, the idea. Okay, good. And Diane Brabant. So that was the dolphin sandcastle. This was the white flag. Dave Christopher, Steve, and uh, Joselito. I loved this one. They, they used every, they put a little piece of tissue on a stick. Apparently this castle was under siege <laughs> and, was, and, and was giving up. Yes, it was a white flag. Yes, so that was that one. This one, Scott, Audrey, and Kevin. This If you look, you can't see it that close, but they put apples and a banana peel on theirs, and it was the farmer's market. (laughs) Okay? These are very inventive, aren't they? So this is fun. This, here is Tiffany and Thor and Pam, Mount Lovemore. (laughs) They were the first ones done. And by the way, they also have a banana peel on there. That was really... That's Thor's face? Oh, they're your faces. It was a busy day. I wasn't paying that much attention. Yes, I was. These are just beautiful. 
This is Eric Borks, who then said to me, can I say what you said to me afterwards? So they weren't paying attention to everybody making these huge monstrosities. And he and who you have there, Pauline Pancake, the two of them did this tiny little castle. And so Eric came up to me and he went, thank you for once again choosing an activity that brings my low self-esteem forward. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, small but mighty. It was a beautiful, it was beautiful. Now, look at this one. That is the tree of life. You can't see the people in it because I had to take a picture from way up top to see what it was because I walked over and thought they had lost it. I was like, what is this? And I'm walking around and Eric was like, look at it from above. And there it was, the tree of life. It was absolutely gorgeous. So that was Eric and Karina and, and Gary. Okay, beautiful, beautiful. And this was ours. Game of Thrones, which is funny because I've never watched that show. Kevin loves it. But we created this whole thing, and it was me and uh, Dr. Kirby and Craig Lincoln. And we created a whole pit, which people were like, is that the toilet? Or is that, yeah, a lot of people were insulting to us that whole time. Um, But I said, no, it is a pool. And then I said, no, it's actually the, the courtyard. And then someone said, there's nowhere to get out of the courtyard. And then they decided it was the... Um, Roman Colosseum where the, the lions had already eaten everybody. <laughs> so that was our day, having so much fun. But this was our finale. Everyone flew kites. Now I want you to look at, you're going to see some kites taking nosedives. But I want you to see the ones way up top. Yes. The kites were the highest they ever went. Every year we see who can get their kite the highest. Every year it's Brad, which is annoying. (laughs) But this year, Brad kind of didn't win. He still thinks he did win, but he did not win. Because Genevieve... (laughs) lost her kite. She dropped it, and she kept... She's, you have to see this girl run across the beach trying to catch the little thing, and it just kept going, and then it just kept... And, the, and that kite went so far away, but it went all the way up the mountain and got stuck in a little branch, and then it was just flying high. And Genevieve... This is why she won. Genevieve climbed up that freaking mountain, jumped over the, the guardrail into the bushes grabbed it, and brought it all the way back down to the beach. Take a bow. Brad still says that doesn't count, but I think it does. Yes. So that was our day yesterday. And the, the, the reason why I bring it up today, especially in the midst of this, is because there is a something inside of you. There's a nature inside of you. There is a, a childlike nature. We knew who we were when we came out of the womb, we knew. Every single one of us knew exactly who we were when we first got here. And I think what happens is we spend a lifetime trying to remember it. And we build calluses, mental calluses, that take us away from that. And um, Ernest Holmes has a great quote about this. He says this. He says, the childlike mind is more receptive to truth 
than the over-intellectual who demand too rational an explanation of those truths which must be accepted on faith. The childlike mind. I think when Emily, Kevin turned to me while Emily was singing and said, Emily's natural innocence is not something you can teach. It's something you have to learn and be and be willing to let out. And when you sing, Emily, it is so innocent. It is just you sing from the most God-like place of pure truth. It's true. And, yeah. And I guess for me, what I want to say is it's in every single one of us. We have that capacity. We don't have to get up and sing, but we have the capacity to let that innocence, that pure truth to come out, to know who we are from such an amazing level. Up, 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 up. I hit that too fast. Um, Yes, I get the intellect is really powerful. The mind is really powerful. But when he says this at the end, um, the explanation of those truths which must be accepted on faith, I want to get rid of the word faith for a moment and ask you this, or tell you this. Faith, it can be so, it can, it can make people, tear people apart, the idea of faith. And for some people, it's like, I'm not doing anything on faith. Prove it to me. And I can, I can prove it to you. Instead of the word faith, must be accepted by feeling. There's something inside of you, and this goes all the way back to the top of the service today when I said this, that if you were willing to feel what you were honestly feeling, you'd know. The feeling we have inside is how we know. And when someone says, I just have a feeling about it. Yeah, that works. The feeling. I feel that this is the truth. When I heard Dr. David Walker speak, oh, those many, what, 40 years ago, I knew. Actually, I knew when Eric Butterworth spoke and we were landed, when we walked into Avery Fisher Hall and, and Eric Butterworth spoke, it's not the words he said. I'd heard many of those words before in many churches. It was what it did to me, the feeling that came up inside of me. That's what yesterday was all about for the practitioners to know, to go out there and feel something, feel what it feels like to run and dance and, and feel what it feels like to fly a kite again, feel what it feels like to... Um, Get, take everything out of the way and allow ourselves to just be. And if you can give yourself the gift of just feeling, get your intellectual mind out of the way, know that there's something inside of you saying, you've got a friend. You've got something in you bigger than anything you're ever going to find out here. Now go listen to it. So Karina came up to me at one point and said, I would like to suggest that we all skip around the beach. And I was like, I'd like you to suggest that to them. Because I've already made them blow bubbles, build sandcastles, and fly kites. And so then I realized I am the spiritual director. So I said, no, this is a good idea. So I told, I got everyone together I said, we're all going to this side of the beach and we're all going to skip. And since Karina's idea, and she's, she skips all the time. And in fact, when we were all done, she stripped everything off except a bikini and went running into the ocean yesterday. 
I was going to do a picture of that, but I realized I didn't have a permission. So <laughs> I didn't put it in here. So I want, I'm closing my talk by showing you what it looks like when people are willing to just throw caution to the wind and feel their inner child come out. And there's, and there's your practitioner core. Please visit them if you need some spiritual help. <laughs> no, it feels like today's a, 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 a commercial too. Everyone should be practitioners. But everyone should be childlike. Everyone should be willing to remember that you are in charge. And you know what's really in charge? That childlike nature inside of you. Dr. Kirby put these quotes together. We all took quotes, and then we found the person with our quote, and then we went away for a half hour talking about the quote. But this year, she didn't do Quinby and Troward and Emerson. She did children, children's quotes. So I'll only tell you mine. The quote that I got was this. It was a six-year-old, no, four-year-old, who went into the living room eating a cookie, and the parents must have said, what are you doing? He went, I talked to Jesus in the kitchen. He said I could have a cookie. <laughs> Everyone has Jesus in their mind. <laughs> Everyone has a version of that thing in your mind that says you're in charge. You get to have a cookie if you want a cookie. And you don't have to prove it. You just have to do it. So I invite you all today, go home, eat some cookies, fly a kite, blow some bubbles, make a sandcastle, and skip around your neighborhood. Because guess what? That's how you're going to start feeling who you really are. Namaste. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the James Mellon Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing to the show. That way, you'll be sure to receive every new episode. And if you want to reach out and talk to me, you can always find me at my website, jamesmellon.org. Thanks again, and I will see you next time.